Welcome back. Freaky Friday edition of Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market. Download the Daily Fantasy app for free. Use the promo code MMN. And they're going to match that first hundred bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. In case you're new, well, welcome aboard. First off, I've taken that free promo and I've worked it up to several thousand dollars. It's up like 15,000%. And this is coming off a pretty bad slide. I got beat up by some weather. Enough of that. More of this. It's the fastest show with MLB absolutely anywhere. You take that bad boy to the bank with my signature on it. With the three pillars of profit, daily DFS, jock market, over the fantasy today's the waiver show and then some bets i got another big time home run parlay i love those man what better you know fun way to gamble on baseball than looking for those bing bugs it's your host the big dude with the big mouth for the big apple big johnny stud we coming to you worldwide from brooklyn new york as always baby baby you know what i probably talk too much i've been trying to fit more and more info into the show while i simultaneously try and rant and rant more well rather than talk even faster than i normally do let's just get right into it but first please rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod that stuff matters so much like you can't believe what a five-star rating means so stupid and then press the like button talk about stupid hey, give me a cartoon thought oh my god it's stuff matters so much more than it should no one asks you how good you are how smart you are how hard you work they just wonder how many cartoon fingers you have well mine cartoonish fingers i got 10 so far forget that come on man let's do it it's running it back with the eight five stack attack brought to you by jock market First up on the board, it's the New York Yankees. The Bronx Bomb is the pinstripe. You no, know, I love the Highlanders. And even as a pessimistic Yankee fan, this team is pretty darn good. Going up against Dakota, Fanning Hudson for the Redbirds from St. Louis. 410 ERA, 136 whip, 715 OPS. Generally not something we go after, but of course, you know you come here for the nuance and the context with popping the hood. Ex-FIP Sierra and classified run average all north of 4.9. 13% K is too low. 10% walk is extremely too high, especially with a 3% K minus walk. He doesn't get ahead. He doesn't induce chases. He's got to work on his own way too often. 93% contact rate. That is extremely high, and this is not the team you want to do that against. He does keep the ball down 52% of the time. Again, never looking to miss frame arguments but the hard hit rate through the roof at 45 and that's led to the 375 expected woba on the year so you know not everybody gets beat up because of home runs check it out it's been a tale of two seasons something else that we've picked up on the weather is picking up we've had that kind of distinct i don't want to say change in the ball but the change in how the ball has reacted with the humidor right so that's kind of the the long way of saying it but we do have to kind of look at splits as we're in this part of the season. Sometimes it's being tired. Sometimes it's guys hiding an injury. Sometimes these things materialize in velo drops or pitch mix changes. And we see these kind of distinct splits. Dakota Hudson, first 11 times out, 276 ERA, 121 whip. Excellent. Last eight times out, 59 ERA, 16 whip. 0.5% K minus walk. That ain't going to do it right. He's getting it done on the year against Dakota. 293 BA, 343 Woba. It's the sinker at the center of the issue here. 43% use. That's extremely too high, almost for any pitch. I'm getting to the point where, unless it's some wipeout crazy slider, there's no reason to be throwing that kind of pitch 43% of the time. It has a nearly 500 X slug with a single digit whiff rate, a 335 expected BA on the year. You know the Yankees are doing it, man. My boy, the machine, DJ LeMahieu, last 
97 plate appearances against righties. That ain't nothing. 86 contact, 46 hard hit, 358 batting average, 136 ISO, 958 OPS. ISO a bit low, but you know he's leading off. They're on the road, and we're expecting him to score some runs, so I wouldn't get too hooked up with disqualifying him from the total base play. And the five extra base hits in that span with a 419 expected wall. But all the things you're looking for, LeMahieu, kind of bounced back this year. I think it was a health thing last year. I was never huge on him for fantasy. I don't think he's a power hitter. I don't think he's a base stealer. But I do think he's a awesome hitter, an on-base machine, and the perfect piece for that Yankee lineup. Then let's get to it. It's your honor, his honor, Aaron Judge. Last 91 played appearance against righties. All the good stats. 65 hard hit, 31 barrel, 25 blast. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous, yo. 320, 480, 1246 on the triple slash. Remember, the middle one is ISO if we're looking for extra base hits. Total bases, I should say. ISO being a extra base hit rate, right? So if you hear the triple slash here, it's not average OBP and slug. We go average ISO OPS to kind of cover the entire field because all of these plays are DFS viable. All of these plays are jock market viable depending on the price. That way, you see that in the corner there, 555 share max. I have found that has really been the path to profit in jock market. They got a little bit sharper. They've been splitting slates, which has raised the average cost, which means we have to lower our price paid because it's harder to get there. So that explained a little bit of the dip in profit as expected. Again, when they started splitting slates, we were doing so well because of the big slate on jock market but I wouldn't be too you know discouraged because if you take any model hit and play against the price we're doing excellent I've seen those green screens all right Aaron Judge is awesome 11 home runs in those 91 play appearance against right he's so good man and then Anthony Rizzo now remember a bit more of the context and the nuance that you come to we're not always just looking for last seven last 30 it's not always the case sometimes we're trying to identify underpinnings I mentioned Dakota Hudson with the hyper usage on the sinker Rizzo doing the thing against right-handed sinkers on the year, right? So you see the kind of cross matrix. 31% barrel, 588 ISO, 405 expected Woba, three home runs against right-handed sinkers. Look for Rizzo to get it done today. Second stack, it's the Rockies against Bumgarner and those snakes with shapes on their back. Sorry, a little stumble there from the big dude. Um, Bumgarner... This is funny. These are the guys I love to go up against because it gets reflected in the market price. Again, remember, not everyone is sharp like we are. Some people still use ERA. <laughs> Imagine that. 383 ERA, 136 whip, 768 OPS. That ERA sticks out like a sore thumb. One of these things is not like the other. XFIP, Sierra, both north of four and three quarters, 16% K to 7% walk. Really just so meh. He does it into chases. The end zone contact rate too high. Generally, you know, the running theme of what we're looking for going after pitch. Is right. We don't want them getting swinging misses. We don't want them winning in the zone. And then when you get a hold of it, 42 fly ball, 43 hard hit rate is equals what? 1.2 home runs per nine. There's the answer pretty much for this entire whacked out equation, right? He has probably had a bunch of barrels that haven't gone out that should have. And the home run rate should be up near 1.6, which means that ERA at 3.3 should be closer to the Sierra and XFIP at 4.8. I think that's your reason right there. Plus 360 expected Woba again against Bumgarner. He's going to hit very hard. He's given up at least four earned runs in six of the last 14. And the center of it is the cutter and the fastball. 65 use. So this is combined. These are two pitches. We can think of it as the fastball bin. 
fastball, four-seamer, and cutter. 65 use, 525 x-log, 16% whiff, 32 extra base hits allowed in. You know, he's force-feeding righties, these two pitchers. So give me Brandon Rogers against lefties on the year. 53 hard hit, 333 batting average, 200 ISO, 908 OPS with 13 extra base hits. And then Randall Gritchick last 30 days, 43 plate appearances against lefties. 54 hard hit, 286, 262, 850, seven extra base hits. So we're going to love those guys. They'll be in the middle of the order. And then I also had CJ Cron circled. Um, he's not up on the list because it was a little hard to justify it other than this. Here's my note. He has seven home runs against lefties year to date. He doesn't really hit the fastball well. He doesn't really hit the sinker well, so I couldn't really push it. But if a guy like him, because, you know, people see that stinky OPS, if he ends up really cheap in jock market, I think he's a viable play as well. And then last up, let's get it. It's the Pale Hose from the south side of Chi-Town, wrong side of the tracks. Give me Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, and Jose Abreu. They're going up against my dude Glenn Otto for the Rangers. 550 ERA, 146 whip, 769 OPS. But the FIP, XFIP, Sierra, and classified run average all above. 518% K too low, a 12% walk rate. That's really going to get you on that midnight train to Tuscaloosa. 51 first strike, 27 O swing, 88 Z con. If you notice, those are really some of the disciplinary metrics I like to focus on. And again, they make sense. We want to know if a pitcher gets ahead or behind, if he's behind, you really need to induce chases if you don't want to work in the zone. So if you don't have a high first strike rate and you have a low chase rate, we can then look to the contact rate if it's high. And then if that contact rate is high, then you go to the quality of contact. Again, a hat tip to my dude, Pat Mayo, giving me the ability to bring you all these ridiculous tools. The compliments that we get off air are just really flattering. And I thank you very much. If you're unfamiliar, follow me on Twitter at MLB Moving AVG on the Bird app, yo. And on Patreon, also at MLB Moving Averages, but you don't have to pay for Squad Douche. It's just a really good place to put all of it if you don't want any of the other banter and stuff on Twitter and you just want the business. Uh, then no worries. You hop on Patreon again, all free. Check it all out. All the tools, implied team totals, starting pitcher ranks, the starting pitcher sheet, which is what I was alluding to, advanced stats, matchup view, split, lefty-righty, home away, last 30 days. I mean, it's everything you could want. And, of course, everything binned in these statistical baskets that I like to use. I compartmentalize these things on purpose because, again, I think though they are numbers, it reads like a story, part of why I think people gravitate to my work. You know what I mean? It's certainly not because I am handsome. We know that much to be true. All right, let's get back up to Otto. So again, right, walk you through how the disciplinary metrics work with each other. Left you off with the high end zone contact rate. 45 ground ball, so he does keep it low. However, double-digit barrel, seven-digit blast, those are both really pores, right? So he's not going to be, you're not going to be looking for tons of home runs, maybe, necessarily, I should say, because he does keep it down. But then we have to kind of click that automatrist glasses, right? Camera one, camera two, zoom on a little bit more. He's gotten cracked up at home. Not sure what's going on again. That could be a ball slip issue. We've heard pitchers complain about that. Remember, each stadium is handling the ball differently, which means each ball, each stadium's ball could be labeled with a different letter, right? And binned differently. And if he struggles with the handle of ball T, the Texas home ball, that could be a reason for it. So keep that in mind. 740 ERA, 1-7 whip for Otto on the year. Righty's killing him. 315 BA, 399 Woba, 15% home run to fly balls. Keep that in mind. They're not lifting it a ton, but when it gets lifted, it's going out. 25 earned runs in his last 32 innings pitch. Give me Robert Jimenez and Abreu. Like I mentioned, 
Last 30 days for Robert against righties. 42 hard hit, 300, 367, 1030. Jose Abreu, last 40 plate appearance against righty, 56 hard hit, 10 barrel. 351, 325, 1076. I mean, popping off the page. Whenever you get a plus 300 ISO, you really should be thinking about total base props. Spoiler alert, he didn't make it, but you should be playing him. He'll probably make the sheet later on. Six extra base hits, and that span 440x Woba. That's Jose Abreu. Now let's wrap it up with Eloy Jimenez. Last 30 days versus righties. He is killed it, man. 353 average, 275 ISO, 10. 09 OPS, 60 hard hit, right? This 95 miles an hour out. That's phenomenal. 30% bow rate, 470x Woba for Eloy Jimenez. Expect his name to come up again a little bit later. So there's your stack attack, a bit of the granular analysis, doing the thing that we do, me and you, the Cork Stats crew. Take this second to rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod, please. You know, hit the like button, comment on Twitter. We see all you guys every single day. The people that support us, thank you very much. Dane and Baines and Tug and Walrus and Kevin. I really do see you out there. I wish I could thank you every single day. And, of course, my boy, the male body. I mean, I have a spirit animal. I do find you guys out there in the wild, man. Don't be afraid to get at me. I sometimes wish people would tag me more in public. I actually spend time speaking one-on-one to people, and it's information that we should be sharing. So, please, feel free to tag me publicly on Twitter. Why there, tag Patty Mayo and thank him for really what he's done. Yeah, I'm kind of banging the drum and everything. But in reality... Without him, there's no me allowing me to bring this to you. And we're really trying to bring you everything that you'd get from a premium site. Like a straight up, you know, that you're paying three, four, five hundred dollars a month. Some guy's getting one, two, three hundred dollars a month for just the tools that I provide. I've gotten paid for private consultations and stuff. I mean, and now we're just doing it all for free. And again, these things don't last forever if you're not interacting. So I gotta beg you one more time for the cartoon finger. Let's do the fantasy thing for the audio only listeners. You know, I got this schnazzy graphic up. You'll see three players at every offensive position. Those are 10, 12, and 15 team ads, respectively. The thing here is really just playing time. Guys that maybe have swung the bat well, but it's really all about opportunity. Let's just blow through it. Again, I have made sure to check that these guys are playing. Pretty much that's about it. That's all you could really ask for. I try and circle back to this on Sunday because that's how volatile it is. We might circle a guy that's playing, but if he sits the next couple days, we don't want to pick him up on Sunday. So here we go. Behind the dish, Sean Murphy, Carson Kelly, and Nick Fortes, Murphy and Kelly playing their way into single-team viability. Fortes stealing bags in 15-team leagues. I'm not sure. I've been mentioning to some really sharp people. He kind of got some, you know, negative response. I see a guy who's been playing like a C1 since he's in there, and we know the Marlins like to run. Hey, man, give me all the Fortes. If you're going to get, you know, 50 to 60% of the plate appearances and not be terrible, hit for a little bit of average. He's got homers and steals. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if you see one on the way out. I've had a knack for picking up these kind of trashy players, right? It was Bethancourt before, and now it's Fortes. Gimme Nikki F. All right, over to first base. Jose Miranda has really played himself into viability, followed by Bobby Dalbeck. Yuck, gross. But such is life. He's playing. I know he's in the 12-team spot, but it is really difficult right now. That's why, again, when we name these guys, sometimes there's like a wealth of them. And if you can upgrade even a little bit, you should do that. Like, I have teams where I replace four or five guys in a week. I just, I don't care. If they're not a, a stalwart, goodbye, see you later, sayonara. So, Bobby Dabak, hope you have something better than him at 12. He's not trying to push for his viability. Then, Luin Diaz on Miami. He's not been good. I actually put Miz. It doesn't matter. They're awful. It doesn't matter. Luin Diaz has not been very good, but he is up and playing every day. Miami has a ton of injuries. Over to second base, 
um, wants a Gura is back. So make sure he's added. Remember, guys get hurt and they get forgotten sometimes. So when they come back, if you can grab him, do that. Alenis Diaz is like the bad cleanup for the Astros, man. After Bregman and Jordan, that, uh, that offense is a little kind of sloppy. But Alenis Diaz getting the reps. He's getting the ops. Uh, his crazy eligibility and he's hitting, so he could do worse. Bryson Stott playing every day for Philadelphia. We've been on him. I kind of rotate him in and out depending on matchups. Over to shortstop, Luis Rengifo, a guy who, again, gold star in our nose. You notice some of these hitters have started at the bottom row and have made their way up. Those are guys that are on all of my teams. They really are. If Jose Miranda on every team, we were banging your drum weeks and weeks ago. Same thing for Rengifo. Weeks ago, and now these guys are viable and they're on every team. I'm telling you, my fantasy teams are just doing excellent. I, I probably have the best team in like every league I'm in if you were to go after the first like six or seven weeks. Like Once I said, okay, now it's time to start getting into active drive. Hey, man, being active is what fantasy baseball is all about. There's still plenty of time to win this thing. Rengifo, Alendis Diaz, Bryson Stott. Again, a lot of familiar names, but Diaz and Stott have the eligibility and other reason making them a little more attractive. Over to third base, Miranda, again, in 10-team leagues, viable across the board. Over to third base, it is uglier at third than it is at first. I have Dalback on the list. I just couldn't stomach to him again, so I put Miguel Vargas for the Dodgers. I guess with Turner out, he's going to get some reps. We know he's got some potential. I'd rather his potential than Dalback. I know i got to be careful pumping Dalback. I have a, a reputation for liking him, and he has stuff that I've liked, that I've validated, that we haven't seen because of the opportunities, but he's going to get it. I don't know. I'm just, I don't want to have take lock. That's not my style. I'd rather the upside of Vargas. Let's not get it twisted. Into the outfield we go. Mitch Hanniger on that outfield list. He's set to come back. Make sure he's added in every league. He could carry you as far as power. Jared Kelnick playing every day. David Peralta move over to the Rays. He's actually playing in his split. So you got to like that. If he's going to play against both-handed hitters, to Lars Newtbar with the Cardinals, that might be more of a short-term thing. I know my guy Eno at the Athletic is into Newtbar. I worry with O'Neal back and Yepes coming back what that might look like as far as playing time. But while he's going, he's doing it. And looking good. Um, over to the other side, J.J. Blade, Jake McCarthy, Jose Siri, Yadio Hernandez. These are probably the deeper league ads. But he's on the top, and he probably should be on the bottom. I think McCarthy is the guy you want with Arizona. He was our main ad in 15-team leagues a couple weeks ago. Yadi Hernandez is on all my drafted whole teams. He's looking good in Miami. Miami, excuse me. Washington sold off, and he's playing every day. And then Siri on Tampa as well has played the last three games in a row. Uh, I spoke to Eric Smolsky. I was on his podcast. Check him out at Samsky, I think, but just check me out on Twitter. I retweeted it the other day. He's super sharp with Rotoball and AM New York. Super sharp dude was mentioning Siri and the comp to Rosa, uh, Rainy Rosarena. So then let's get into the pitching. And it's a lot of guys we've mentioned before. It's very tough right now. Carter Crawford, Domingo Herman, Braxton Garrett, Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez in particular, Eric mentioned him at all, has looked excellent as of late. He might be a guy you could try and trade for. People might think they're getting out of the spike. We picked up on a pitch mix change that may carry him. So I do like Suarez rest of season. And then there's a couple of relievers out there, right? Felix Batista is top-end RP1 style. So if you can get him or trade for him, do that. Devin Williams on Milwaukee Brewers, again, SP RP1 potential there. And Danny Jimenez, who does not have RP1 potential. But if you're in a 15-team league, I believe he will be the closer for Oakland. He's back. He got a hole. I think the second he looks okay, he's going to reassume that job. He was the guy there for a bit. So there we go. Trying to be all things to all people. That's your Mayo Media Fantasy Baseball 10, 12, and 15-team waiver ads for this week. Okay, let's do some bets. Most of this stuff is already accounted for. So let's just start at the top, and then we'll skip to the correlated total base prop, if you're looking here. 
We got the White Sox. Give me that cover at even money. I was a bit surprised to see this as an even money cover. We've mentioned Glenn Otto and the struggles he's had, particularly at home. We've mentioned the White Sox, how they're hot and hitting right-handed pitching right now. In particular, that bin that Otto's going to be forcing at them. They've got Dylan Cease going. He's been phenomenal. 201 ERA, 117 whip. Earn run indicators agree. 33% K. Now, the walk rate is a touch high. But again, when you could win in the zone with a 78% contact rate and keep your hard hit rate down below 31 when they actually do get to stick on it. 268x Wobble of the Year. I mean, he's so, so good. So you can see where this one could get away from Texas early, in particular if we get that early kind of ding-dong. So give me Chicago to cover up Texas. I think we get this one easy. I also think this one's about 30 cents short of where it's going to finish. Expect this one to close at minus 130. That will be on the back of Eloy Jimenez with the plus money over one and a half total bases. Though I do know I have been preaching against double betting. So maybe the answer to double betting is triple betting, right? Let's not double down. Let's triple down. I'm only half kidding. That's half tongue in cheek. What I'm getting at is total base props can be a little bit hairy. So rather than increase the risk, sometimes I like to actually decrease the risk and split the plays. I think Jose Abreu is also at plus money. So, like, let's say at the bottom you see I have bet .10 units to win, whatever that X unit is. Maybe the best idea is to split it. Split Eloy and Abreu and hope for two. And I know people don't like to hear that, but that's a pathway to profit, right? If Eloy and Abreu are both going off at plus 110, you split your risk and run them both, and you get one of them, you make a 10% risk. And if you're on Wall Street, that's considered phenomenal. And if you're a better, you're considered a loser. And that's probably part of the lie. Most betters fail because their expectations are completely out of whack. So it would give me Chicago White Sox to cover up the Rangers minus 1.5 plus 100. Eloy Jimenez over 1.5 total bases at plus 110. You know I love the plus money bets because then we get to keep our win-loss percentage nice and low. Not something that you generally hear the handicappers brag about, but again, I'm your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper for a reason. Don't forget that. All right, next up, and the third bet is the Yankees. Again, this one goes back to my model screaming. We've done excellent, but I do often talk about how I don't like when people quote the model as the reason, right? So, again, if you... Develop the model that you believe in, that the market buys into, like similar to mine. Like I we expect you to quote it up to a certain point, but I don't I never ever want to be like, you should bet the Yankees and the Cardinals over four because my model said so. Like that's a little ridiculous. What if I woke up and was guessing? Like what if I was fake? Like and I just don't like that's why I always kinda you know, I keep the screws loose. That was something I always said. Like on the on the algo, I keep the screws loose. I want you to if you don't want to, you could keep the machine closed. You know, people don't like to see wires. But if you want, you don't need a tool to get into my thing. You just, boop, boop, boop. you can tell I'm an electrician in my other life, right? Just open up those two loose screws. You pop the hood off. You could check it out for yourself. We have absolutely nothing to hide. I like to think of my work being on the blockchain. You know, it's open source. That's why I share all the tools with all the decimal points. You could do it yourself if you like. You know what I mean? You could fade me if you like. But that's part of why I show you how these things are probabilistically valid and again that's why winning and losing means very little to me because i don't bet enough to have it concern me so here we go and i don't beat my total i mean my percent risk in my days man i have bet more that will make most people's hair turn white but you know what i'm i'm i felt like i was unfortunate to have to bet at such a level that i could do to keep the lights on it's not something that i think you want to do i think betting at a high level could be part of a successful portfolio but again you want to have small businesses and 
guaranteed income coming in. Remember, this is not guaranteed, and I would never make it as such. So I do think we always have an edge on the market, and over time we're going to make money. All right, so give me the Yankees and the Cardinals, F5 over four. The model was just absolutely humming on this one. I think the Yankees could get four on Hudson themselves, but also Cortez has just been okay, and St. Louis can hit. So let's, you know, again, you have to look at these things realistically. The betting public oftentimes thinks like, no one's going to score ever, and that's just not the case. The Cardinals are, are a perfectly cromulent bet for two runs against Nestor Cortez. Make no mistake, I like Nestor Cortez. He's fallen off a touch, though. I mean, not that we could have expected him to be as good as you know we thought, but he gives up a ton of fly balls. He allows a ton of foul balls. So what's that mean? He can be inefficient, and if the wind's blowing in the right direction, ends up with a home run or two, and that's all you need to get us to the floor. I just think we go way over it again. Yankees offense should feast on Hudson. I'm not buying it. I don't even expect the line to move on this. I expect I don't expect the juice to move, the price to move. I expect the line to move. So you heard it here again. Are we not always 30 cents in front of everything? It's so it's ridiculous. I'm a CLV machine. I'm waiting for, you know, Steve Wynn to holler at me. I could clean up your lines, people. BMGM, DK, if you want, I could clean those lines for you. I could really clean them the night before, before the stuff even comes out. I'll probably save you a ridiculous amount of money for what I'm willing to do it for, because I just love this so much. And again, I'm working my way towards financial independence if I'm not already there. All right, let's get into the new thing. I got to try to hustle up a touch and leave a minute at the back. Because I loved that play so much. And yes, now we're doing a MLB moving averages home run tracker. Big bong parlay. Wanna just blow through it really, really fast. Gosh, I love these home run calls. I used to love the home run tracker. It was one of the most popular things when I worked at FTN. People just could not get enough of it. We love the odds. We love to parlay them. I think, yes, this is a 71-76 parlay. I think these are a little more viable as a round robin. You could check that out on Twitter or my Patreon page. Lay it out to the decimal point. Again, I never just throw things at you. I'm playing these. I'm playing them smart. And even a 71 to 1 shot has a piece in a portfolio if the risk is properly regimented. And again, this should never, ever be more than a probably a fifth, uh, a 20th of a unit, 0.05, maxed out at a tenth of a unit, 0.10. I take these things very very seriously. And do the math of that means it's a very small amount of your bankroll. And if your bankroll is not big enough, then you shouldn't be betting this at all unless you find somebody to take it for a buck. If you're going to do it for a buck, you do it a dollar holler. All right, let's get into it. We walked into, we walked through a bit of it already. So the top two we did already. We've got Anthony Rizzo. We mentioned that he is going to yoke Dakota Hudson on a first inning sinker. You heard it here first. Then we've got Eloy Jimenez. Otto is going to hang one of those fastballs to Eloy, he's going to put that 30% bow rate to use. He's going yard in the first. And then the last one, Kyle Schwarber. So this one rang on the home run model, but not on the rest of it. I Josiah Gray's really been picking up, but I don't see how he doesn't give up a home run to Kyle Schwarber. I just couldn't, I just couldn't find a universe where that didn't happen. Josiah Gray getting killed by lefties on the year. 952 OPS, they've hit... 15 home runs against him. It's the fastball, hyper usage. Again, you know, a lot of the same things we're looking for. Model ringing on the 45 use, 600 X slug, nine home runs on the fastball alone. So it's Schwarber against right handed fastballs year to date, 77 contact, 26 barrel, 22% blast. Remember, blast rate is the ideal subset of barrels. If a barrel is a ray, right, a, a big piece of a pie, 
the blast is the is a narrowed section of it. Think of it as let's see, I'm a fat guy, I like food analogies. Think of it as like a sandwich, right? So you get a sandwich and it's not from a great spot. The ends are empty. So what do you do? Whack them off, right? So a barrel used to be a sandwich from a good hero shop. This is the most Brooklyn analogy ever. I hope this one makes it to the, to the, to the sample. All right, so check it out. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't I'm sorry. I can't believe it. I'm such a ridiculous person. And if you appreciate it, hit the like button, man. I'm telling you, we're going to miss this show when it's gone. Okay, so it's like a sandwich. A barrel used to be a sandwich from a great hero shop where you got brisket, the fresher mutts, all the way to the very end, where you're on the, on the nub and there's meat and cheese in there. When they close, because he made a ton of money, moved, new ownership comes in, you got a fugazi and the ends are empty. The bread meat, even if it's okay, is empty. You don't want it. That's your blast. Boom. You got to whack it off. When they change the ball, they change the ownership. Boom. We had to whack the hero from a full-size hero. We had to get it down where we just get the real meat and cheese, all that delicious stuff that's falling in the middle. So there you go. Now, if you're not hungry for a little brajuta and a gabagola and all that delicious stuff that we eat over here, which, man, if I ever leave Brooklyn, that's probably what I'll miss the most or the hero shops here, the real Brooklyn stuff right there. And if you ever come see me, anybody, we go catch a Cyclones game. I take you to Totono's. We go over to Johnny's Deli. And we'll have a good time. So give me Anthony Rizzo plus 425. Eloy Jimenez plus 340. Kyle Schwarber plus 215. Couple ways to attack this. Again, I would probably be looking for a .05, .03 round robin or a .10 parlay, you know, .05 parlay, I'm sorry, and let it run. So when these guys, these boys get it done for us, let me know. Holla if you hear me and you're digging the home run tracker parlay. You know, I was already doing it, so now we just print it out. Remember, all things to all people that will do it for the show and the week. Man, I wake up sometimes on Saturday and I want to let the show rip. I miss you. I love doing the work. This is a true and absolute passion of mine and I feel like that's kind of been reflected in the viewership and that interaction that I'm constantly begging for which is funny man you know well ain't too proud to beg so one more time rate review and subscribe to the pod please please press the like button like on your way to close the video press the stupid like button it matters so much like I don't want your money there's people out there give me a dollar give me five dollars send me this pay me this I just want a cartoon finger I don't even cost that thing all right that'll do it download the jock market app keep it on those rockies I believe they'll be very cheap today that's where our source of profit I think will be then check me out on Twitter MLB moving ABG and Patreon and all that good stuff Mayo Media Net and tag Patty Mayo let them know how much we love the boy enjoy the weekend enjoy the games when we're done with the book enjoy your pay everybody and remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck don't it you're damn right it does Thank you.